out of the corner of my eye, off the side of the road in a, in a culvert. And sure enough, there was two feet prints on either side of this hole. We heard an absolute inhuman noise. I freaked. I panicked. You're listening to the Skunk Ape Files. And now, here are your hosts, Stacy Brown Jr. and Paul Sanson. I am Stacy Brown, and I'm joined with the host, with the mostest named after my favorite 90s pop star, Paul Sanson. Which Start that. Paula Abdul. Oh. <laughs> straight up, straight up now tell me you love me. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. I've always thought that about you. Okay, so um, we're joined tonight with Florida Skunk Ape researcher Emmett Kessler. And Emmett, you've um, had a run-in with the Florida Skunk Ape. Yes, I did, back in 2007. Okay, so uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us what happened, man, when this was, you know, and just the whole nine yards. About what area it was in. It was in northeast Florida in Clay County. Um, it was in August 2007. It was about a week or two right before school was supposed to go back in, and I just wanted, you know, one last summer adventure with my buddies. So we went out to a spot that I usually use for Bigfoot research to go camping. It was a real good spot. And, well, my buddies were preoccupied with doing other things, and I just got bored and decided to go for a walk. So, I'm walking along this creek, following a trail, not using a flashlight. There's enough bright moonlight so I can see the trail just fine. I walked maybe 10, 15 minutes, and my knee or my ankle was hurting, but something was hurting, I had to lay down. So, I'm sitting next to this creek, and, uh, I started hearing footsteps coming from the opposite side of this creek. And I'm listening, and I'm listening, and the footsteps are coming towards me. And I'm listening to these footsteps for a couple minutes. It's obviously something on two legs. I'm positive that. And I'm starting to get a little sketchy as it's getting closer and closer. Well, finally the footsteps stop. And I realize it's right there in front of me. I'm trembling. And I pull out this little tiny flashlight from my pocket. Really crappy flashlight. And I don't even really point it. I take it out of my pocket and I just turn the switch. And right there in front of me, this huge hairy animal. Uh, I'm not sure really height-wise, seven, eight foot tall. But I see it right beside the neck all the way down this thing as soon as i turn the light on it just turns and just bolts into the woods and as it's and it's running through the woods and as it's running i can hear it smacking trees and the moonlight was so bright that night i could see the top of the trees and i could see the tree top of the trees shaking after after it was hitting them and it ran maybe guessing 40 50 yards and then just came to an abrupt stop and then it let off what i can only describe as a growling snarl okay and once i heard that i just went into a massive panic attack and i just started running through the woods myself right and 
At which point, after running for a few minutes, I realized I wasn't on the same trail I walked on, and I was lost in the woods. Oh. And, yeah. And at that point, I really started having a panic attack. I bet. Because <laughs> I had no idea where I was. I couldn't see my camp. I didn't hear my friends. I started screaming out, where are you? Where are you? Okay, Come hold get on. Me. Stop. We gotta stop. Okay. Is that fucking starting to rain? Go ahead. Okay, so I'm lost in the woods. And even with my flashlight, I have no idea where to go because I ran so far off the path. So I start yelling out to my friends. And after five, ten minutes, they finally find me in the woods. And they're trying Sleeping. to figure out. They're trying to figure out why I'm freaking out, what the hell happened. I'm so petrified of what I just seen that I didn't want to talk about it that night. Right. And so I go to bed scared and my buddies stay up after that. But then next morning, my buddy was telling me about some weird noises he was hearing that night after I went to bed a couple hours later. He was telling me he was hearing some, what sounded like someone hitting two by fours together and also hear like a weird howl. And I asked him, where'd you hear that? And it came from the same direction where I saw whatever, the thing I saw that night. Right. And then I, then after he told me that, I explained to him what happened to me. And when I told him, I could see it in his eyes that that it, he actually heard something that was beyond his recognition, I guess. Um, basically, he heard something that he never heard before, and I just pretty much blew blew his mind. Like you most likely just heard a Bigfoot. Right. And so that was the first time I ever had a sighting. And then after that, even though I I get scared in the woods, I still go out all the time as much as I can because yeah. um, even before before that I always had a massive fascination you know Bigfoot Loch Ness Monster all these different types of cryptids yeah I mean but you know as a little kid that's understandable but until you actually experience it for the very first time it's like this it's like it it actually is something real it is something that you can actually grasp in reality yeah. Rather than seen on TV or reading in a book. Right. So what did uh, seeing one did that intensify your interest or? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It turned my life in a whole different direction. Yeah. So hey, just real quick, so the audience knows, <clears throat> we are filming. I forgot to say it at the beginning. I think uh, we are filming in the woods. Um, we will go squatching after this. Um, but we're right on the Osceola River right now in Goose Pasture, and Don't the give winds. Our side away. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> Don't give the honey hole away. But uh, the wind's picking up. Uh, there is a storm north of us, so uh, just bear with us through the wind noise. We're going to try to edit it out as most as we can. But uh, we're really just in the. We're out in it. We're not in a studio. We're not in somebody's basement uh, or somebody's mother's basement. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do this whenever we're out on an expedition or, you know, when we're out 
look in and see what happens and if you get something we're gonna do a follow-up probably and maybe yeah. do some live stuff or who knows yeah but we're, right now we're probably about i would say 30 miles from the closest town out in the forest we're, we're really out here but okay so back to it back to it i just i just had to fill no, it no, in. Uh, so okay like this thing stops 15 feet 10 feet 15 to 20 feet give or take okay what is rolling through your mind like uh okay because i guess you thought it was bipedal when it's walking right yeah oh absolutely i can almost guarantee it was bipedal right um I mean, like I said, the moonlight was bright. I could see all the tops of the trees. I could see the trail I was walking on just fine. But when I got to the creek, I couldn't quite see the other side of the creek. So it was almost black, but when I heard the footsteps stop, I could tell by the sound, it was right there. What were you thinking, dude? Like, <laughs> I mean... Like you have a gun. Do you, no, no. no. So I, no I, was too, I was technically too young to have a gun at the time. Oh, wow. And, you know, I didn't have a gun. I didn't have a knife. Second Amendment has no age <laughs> limit. Shall not first be infringed. Of all. Here you go, son. You're six years old. Here's your first gun. <laughs> you should try it out. Yeah. But, you know, I'm freaking out. Because, right. like, it's right there in front of me. And, but at the same time, I'm like, and I, after all this happened, I'm brainstorming all these different scenarios in my head, like, what transpired here? And I'm thinking, did it know I was right there? Or did it happen to just hear something and started to investigate, not realizing I was right there? I mean, because I, I, part of me feels it's hard to believe that it would come so close in the open when I'm right there. So I'm think I I think it didn't know I was there. Right. Turned your light on. He was like, oh my god, I yeah. see 20. He started taking off and yeah. back. And it wasn't until maybe about two years after that I started reading a lot of books, reading a lot of articles online. I realized that's actually a very common thing. One of the one of the things they say is that a flashlight is almost like a weapon to these things like you don't need a gun all you gotta do is use a flashlight and apparently it spooks these things well like anytime i would um do do go by myself and i had encounters like my first encounter it was like it came up to the edge of the firelight never came no closer as long as that fire was burning because there were nights where i would be sleeping uh at that old area yeah you know uh and I would hear them coming down the hill, and then they would get incredibly close, and I would wake up because the footsteps aren't but a few feet away from me, five, six feet. Like, you, yeah. they could reach out and grab me, and then I would be, like, not even wanting to look, you know, yeah. even though that's what I was out there for. Yeah. You're still terrified every single time. Like, oh, yeah. there, there is no, even if you know they're real and you know your chances of high, are high of seeing them. Yeah. There is no getting ready for that. Yeah, it, I, I've told people many of times, like, no matter how much you believe, you're never really prepared to see what you're about to see. It's almost like if Jesus arose or God showed up, like, right. you might believe all you're not, but you're not really prepared to see that. Right. You wouldn't know how to react. Yeah, yeah well, and, you know, that is, uh, you know, when I had my encounter, my first encounter, I was... I was out there looking for Bigfoot. Yeah. 
and I didn't want to see it. I thought I did, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the, that's, well, that's went, the conundrum. You I know? went to that area that you're talking about and the first time, and I heard something in the woods. I didn't see anything, didn't have an encounter, but I was bipedal. I'm staring at the woods like something's going to walk out right now, and then it, nothing. It just went quiet. You know, and I always, like, wondered before I saw one, is it worse to think that's what's right there by you, or is it worse to actually see one? But you had that happen yeah. to you. You had you seen it. You so, no like, choice. what would you, what would you think was worse? Would you think that maybe not actually seeing it would have made it more scary, or that you actually did see it? It's like, bam, oh crap, Jason's standing right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to run. Like. We were kind of cool guessing Jason was there. Like, right. Yeah, I think Jason come up by the house I mean, last night, you know. Mama's ovulating. I'm, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> honestly. What? Honestly. I think. I, In the long run, I think I was most better off actually seeing it. Right. Because now I never really left off wondering. Right on. Because if, if I didn't see anything, I'd, to this day, I'd be like. I'd probably be wondering, like, what was that? Was that a Bigfoot? Was it I'm a bear? Wondering. So was it was it muscular? The I know you say you didn't see the whole thing, um, but was it muscular? Was uh, how was the hair? Was it matted? Was it? You know, it was sparse? mostly long and curly. It happened so quick, like split second. Right. But it was like a reddish brown. If I had to guess, maybe six to seven inches long, um, may have been slightly matted. Right. Um, but it wasn't a bear. The only bears we have in Florida are black bears, yeah. which are obviously black, mm -hmm. not reddish brown. Well, and then another thing, when you see them standing up, they're usually, if they're that close to a tree, they're leaned up on it. Yeah. You know, they, they, they don't stand up, and then they also don't look like a human they don't really have the shoulders yeah. when they're standing up it just kind of droops down and it's like a soy well, boy also a bear on two legs can't just turn around on a split second they gotta kind of waddle to turn around did you see when it turned and it ran could you it ran off on two feet too so you yes just... see and that's the thing that scared me the most is when i turned on i saw from the shoulder down when it just turned and bolted off Right. That's what spooked me the most. Right. Is the fact I literally phys I visually saw it turn. Yeah. And that's what scared me because I was like, holy crap, there is something right there. Yeah. It's not like I turned my light, I saw some bushes move. Like, no, I saw something right there turn like a person. Like, like yeah. they were freaking out to go run away. It, wow. <laughs> and that's what scared me the most when I saw it turn. Okay, yeah. so, so, oh, sorry, go ahead, man. I think if I'd want to see one, I wouldn't be like flipping on a light and it's right there, you know. I'm like looking around and kind of, you know, at least you have a light on, you have a sense of, you know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but you turn the light, light on, on and it's like. It's like pulling the blinds up to yeah. the window because you hear something tapping outside and there's a face looking yeah, at you. Yeah, that would <laughs> Like that cop on that video that well, you just a, showed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of like that one video the guy who's recording, he's down a trail. It's like black, 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 and all of a sudden you see like a white Bigfoot face right there, and it just oh, turned the, around. Oh, the Pennsylvania. That it's like, now that's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, oh, most definitely, dude. Like, and and you know that's 
we should talk about that here in a little bit because that video that the video is pretty good but you uh to get back to your sighting you said that more happened uh well with your buddy i guess you already talked about that so never yeah. mind but uh, i guess if we can kind of go over that again when your buddy was telling you did he tell you before you told him yeah he as soon as i woke up and they kind of knew i was calmed down you know, we were kind of eating breakfast, and my buddy was telling me, like... So they knew you were, like, visibly upset. Like, you went to bed yeah. by yourself. Yeah, they had you know? never, ever seen me like that at, at all. Wow. Um, usually, I am I'm I can be pretty much, like, a pretty roughneck kind of guy. I kind of deal with things mostly, and I try to keep my emotions in most of the time. But when they saw me like that, they had never, after years, ever seen me that upset over anything. Right. And so they honestly didn't know how to deal with it. So when I was like, I'm going to bed, they're like, uh, okay, we'll leave you alone because they didn't know what happened. They didn't know how bipolar. To, they didn't know what to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't know what to ask, you know. So the next morning when they clearly saw us calm down, my buddy was telling me, he's like, he's like, I got to ask, man. I was, he asked me, basically he asked me something, what did something happen to me last night? Because he's like, I was, I heard some like, what sounded like two by fours being smacked together in the woods. He was like, and I was also hearing howls. That sounded really weird. Like, he's like, he he lives around neighbors that all have dogs. He knows what dogs sound like and all yeah. that. And he's like, but it wasn't a dog. He's like, I don't know how to explain it. It was really really odd. Right. And then mm-hmm. after that, I felt comfortable telling him what I saw and what happened to me. Gotcha. And then when I told him that, I could see the look in his eye that he just heard and experienced something that he never thought he would ever hear or experience before. Right. You know, like I told him, I was like, you probably just heard a Bigfoot, which odds are you would never think you would actually hear in your life. Well, I mean, how many people actually think they're real? Exactly. That, you know that I mean. is true, yeah. Even, he had no experience or he wasn't into it or anything? He he was never actually into Bigfoot at all. Yeah. When I took him out to this spot, I had been squatching out there many times prior. Yeah. So how did you get him out there? Basically, I knew it was a really good spot. And basically, like, let's go full, disclo- full disclosure, they wanted to have fun like I did. And they're like, we want a really good spot to smoke oh, so. and drink. And I was like... I know the best spot. Right. I was like, it's in the woods, ain't nobody around. I was like, I know just the spot, guys. And that's when I took them out there. They had no intentions for doing any Bigfoot stuff or anything like that. Me on the other hand, like, yeah, I'm in the woods. I'm going to go looking for Bigfoot, but at the same time, yeah, I'm going to have fun with my buddies. Right, right. Not knowing what was going to happen. Exactly. But, yeah, um, that wasn't the only thing that ever happened to me in that spot. Right. Um, the very actually very first thing that ever happened to me in that exact same area um basically i was in school and some friends of mine wanted to go out there that were interested in bigfoot from our biology teacher who was a brfr member and so i was like yeah i'll tag along i'll have fun with my friends i'm like i like bigfoot stuff i've never actually been bigfooting but i was interested in it and uh well very first night so hold up how old are you at this point? 30. When you first get in? Not now. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> How old are uh, you? This, this uh, six-year-old man. 
is recruiting high school kids. He's 60 at the time. He's 30 now. He's recruiting high school kids to go oh, into yeah. the woods. Hey, kids, like, we're going to go look for Bigfooting. Like, seriously, uh, if your kids are into Bigfooting, don't let them go out in the woods with a 60-year-old white man. We'll post a picture of him on the website. <laughs> Jeez, dude! I like, when did you? Yes. Why did you not <laughs> see the red flags? But, but um, I guess everything turned out all right. <laughs> Eli- or at least you enjoyed it. You're not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we go out there, and don't worry, you, we can cut it out. You don't have to perjure yourself. No, 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 no. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, like, but you know, our biology teacher, he he gives us a bunch of equipment. You know, right. um, you know, my uh, audio recorders, parabolics stuff like that and i'm just i'm just hanging out with them but then i hear a wood knock for the first time and right. i was like nah i'm thinking nah that's something i don't know but then my my friends they do a wood knock back but they did the first time we heard it was a one wood knock but when they did it they did two times about five minutes later we hear one wood knock and then two wood knocks like three seconds after i'm like that's not an echo that's a response and i was like a xylophone going off and i was like and then like my adrenaline's pumping like oh my god something's actually happening here yeah and i get so excited yeah that's a good feeling that i started jabbering away like oh my god i can't believe it happened while my buddy matt right next to me he's got headphones on a parabolic and he's like i can't hear anything (laughs) and i didn't realize it He's actually recording a howl right then, and I'm just jabbering away. Right. And he's like, did you hear the howl? Did you hear it? I'm like, hear what? <laughs> yeah, you're all excited. <laughs> he's like, you didn't hear that? I'm like, no, I was talking. Why? What? What happened? He's like, I just heard a howl. I got it recorded. I'm like, oh, I was like, really? So he stops, and he plays it back. I'm like, oh, my God. I hear Something that sounds like a howl over my annoying voice. Right. But then, so I got really excited. I was like, oh my God, I'm actually experiencing this stuff. This is actually really fun and interesting. Well, after that, nothing really happened the rest of that night. The next morning, um, nothing happened all morning. And I'm like, well, right, we're right here on this little creek in the middle of the woods. I'm going to do some fishing. So I walk maybe 50 yards away from camp to this little tiny stream that fed into the creek to try to catch like some minnows for bait. Right. Well, when you get into this little stream, the embankment is like seven foot above, or is like seven foot tall on each side. So if like, if you're standing straight up, you can't see over that embankment. Yeah. Especially if you're kneeling down. Now, was, now is this on Black Creek? It's not on Black Creek. It's, um, Basically, it's one of the uh, rivers or streams or however you want or creeks, however you want to describe that runs through uh, through Jennings State Forest, but does feed into Black Creek. Because Black Creek runs through Jennings. Yeah, but it's well, just like one of the well, smaller. Basically, it's like offs. it's it's the springs that feed the creeks that oh, feed into Black Creek. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay, okay, all right. But yeah, I was on one of those, and so I'm trying to catch these minnows, and I'm kneeling down. And I start hearing something walking around, and I and it just catches me because it was really quiet, and I you could clearly hear it. And I'm like, I'm listening. I'm thinking it's an armadillo or a raccoon or something. I don't know. But then I start, I'm, and every time I started moving through the water trying to catch these minnows, 
with yeah. his little tiny minnow net like an idiot. <laughs> you gotta do what you I, gotta do. <laughs> I start every time I was moving through the water, I noticed it started walking again. And it's basically walking closer to me, but also laterally at, with me as I'm walking through this little stream. Right. But every time I would stop, the footprint, uh, the steps would stop. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, what the hell's going on here? So I call out like, hey, are you guys over here? And they both answered, no, they're both back at camp. And I'm like, um, okay. Right. So I, I, so I treat, keep trying to catch these minnows, but then I keep hearing these bipedal steps coming closer and closer and closer to me. And then finally, like, I'm out. I bolt out of that stream. I run all the way back to the camp. And I never saw what it was. Mm-hmm. But all I know is it was large. And then when I explained to my, my friends what had happened, they called... Uh, my biology teacher and his little assistant at the time, they came out and they basically did a reenactment. I got back in the stream and they walked back into the woods and started walking to try to see where about it was. Yeah. And they concluded it was around between 50 to 30 feet away from me. Wow. And the it's thing is- It's not really that far. That's about it's 10, really not. 10 to what, uh, 20 yards? Three feet a yard, yeah, I think. Well, fi- uh, 15 yards is 45 feet. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and the thing is, when I when I ran out of the stream, I never looked back. So there are good odds. If I had to turn my head, I may have saw something. I don't know. You know, but it was really leafy <sighs> through there, and there's a lot of palmettos. So as I'm running, I'm making a lot of noise. So obviously, I didn't hear anything walk or run away mm-hmm. as I'm running away. But, um... After that, I got really interested in it. That's why I kept going out multiple times to that spot. And almost every time I went, I always heard wood knocks, or I always heard howls, or I, I would always find fresh tree breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I would go out there one week, I'd see a tree break, I'd come back the next following week, and there'd be fresh tree breaks that weren't there maybe a week before. So it was always constant activity. I was always finding you know like trees purposely weaved into an x or right. weaved over that you know is not natural um i did find a footprint once actually in our camp right and uh unfortunately though i didn't have any casting material to cast it isn't that always the case well it doesn't help mm. i never casted anything before before Either. that so <laughs> i never really ever actually thought to keep anything for casting and, but material. now that you carry casting material everywhere you go you never find tracks <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the truth <laughs> that, that is the unfortunate truth of bigfooting um so yeah um uh, i guess how long have you been researching? How long have you been into this? So you're 30 now, and that was like when you were what? It was 2007 when it happened. Okay. Um, that's when I really actually got into actually doing the field research. Right. But I'd been into Bigfoot and all that, all the different cryptid kind of stuff ever since I was a little kid. Yeah, so you've had what, about 2007? It's so about 13 years that you've been yeah, actively give, looking? Yeah, give or take, yeah. Okay. Uh so I guess besides your encounters, what would be 
you know, the biggest thing that you, the best, the best thing you've ever found, the best thing you've ever came across, or was that encounter kind of it? Was it a curse? Uh, the best thing I could, uh, I could say that I've come upon that really keep me driving forward um, was looking in other places. Like once the activity died down in that area right where it happened to me at in that camp, I started looking elsewhere in that same county. But sta- but relatively, if you look at satellite images and following the woods, I was like, okay, I could feasibly see something migrate to this area, so I would look in that area. And is that what you feel like they do? They migrate? I, I honestly do believe they migrate. I really do believe. Uh, well, to some degree, you would have to because if you like, if you if you stu- well, I mean, yeah, if you study the, the hogs, they move up and down the river yeah, and they eat and, all the food in this area and then they go to the next. But you and, know? You, you know, and if like you look in some areas, like there's a lot of reports in this area these like one or two years, and then after that, it seems like there's nothing. And some people try to say, well, it's all hoaxes. I'm like, no, I think. They basically get pressured, and then they migrate to somewhere else. And once they get pressured again, they migrate to somewhere else. Right. Um, like as where we're at, you know, hurricane yeah. comes through last year. And yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Thank but, you, Hurricane Michael. Yeah, I was I was looking in Why another. Didn't Trump send some relief money for us squatchers. <laughs> <laughs> he might. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But, hey, uh, that would be cool. Yeah, I was, I was looking it, in. That the, would be uh, huge. Uh, yeah, I was looking through another area, and I was. Uh, I was following uh, the best squatches. <laughs> fucking bigly, right there, dude. That would be fucking I was following, bigly. Uh, I was following transmission lines, and essentially, I heard wood knocks out there at one day, and I was like, okay, I think they're in this area. So I started really looking hard through this area, and essentially, I started following a game trail. I try to stay off regular trails. If I can find a good-sized game trail, I will walk the game trail itself. If you're gonna find something, it's gonna be on a game trail. Right. So I find a game trail, and it weaves, and I notice it'll go about 200 yards into the woods, but then it'll kind of come back to the clearing of the transmission lines. But then, for some reason, like the game trail wouldn't go to the transmission line; it would go back into the woods. Right. About 200 yards down trail, and it come back to the transmission. I was like, I was trying to figure. I started following. I was like, this is just really weird. I I don't understand this. But finally, I noticed the game trail finally would go to a point through the transmission lines, but at the same time, it was really swampy underneath these transmission lines. Like, why would the game trail go right through the swampy area when there's plenty of dry land 100 yards up? So, of course, I still follow it. And I actually found footprints, actual Bigfoot footprints walking through the mud like you can see it in the grass with stumped down i i have a picture of my foot right next to it you clearly tell it is a bigfoot footprint right and after that it really pressed me on to do keep doing my research like i feel like i'm actually following these things i'm doing something right so that really just kept my drive going right on yeah it's good when you have those little things it's it's the little things that always keep you going to reignite it yeah, that boost of energy because, it, see, I don't know, like, if you're not a Bigfooter and you're you're just maybe somebody listening to this for the hell of it or because I've asked you to so we can get more downloads, um, you spend a lot of time in the woods 
doing nothing and nothing's happening and you're questioning your own sanity at least from my standpoint you know i'm sitting i, I could not be wrong. doing something else I right now sanity too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah who you should so uh but yeah you know so it's those little things that keep you going on for another three or four years you know uh and before something else happens because the, the success rate in this field is about two percent two three percent you know what i mean at best like most of the times i go out maybe i'm just doing it bad nothing happens you know uh you end up having a good time yeah but you get no activity and it's those nights and that's the problem with that because you'll get lax and you're like oh ain't ain't nothing really gonna happen but i'm gonna go out anyways and then so you don't take everything that you should have with and you i think that's why there's not more squatchers in this world because i think there's a lot of people that actually start off like that i think a lot of people will the knockoff X-Files, like, I want to believe. Right. And essentially, after a while, they don't, nothing happens to them. They don't find nothing, and they just give up. And is that like, no, it's not real, and I just wasted two or three years of my life. And I think that's why, statistically, it's probably why there's not more believers or just squatchers or just in anything general. like that in general. I'm glad you said the X-Files right, you said, or right before you said that because I never would have picked that up. I wasn't a big, <laughs> I wasn't a big X-Files fan. Oh, like, come on. Like the lady on there. Really? Oh, wow. She looked creepy, dude. Like her skin was so pale and her hair was, I think it was red. Wasn't it? Jillian Anderson, yeah. Yeah, Jillian Anderson. Yeah, Scully, right? Yeah, but she was always lit like dark, you know, and so her face is a certain shape, and it was just like... Well, that's like, typically what happens <laughs> with redheads. Usually it's really red hair and pale skin. <laughs> well, that's yeah, usually how right, it goes. But, yeah, but her, the way her face was shaped, because it kind of came into a point. But anyways, we're, we're going off on the <laughs> X-Files right now. So... Well, man, that's are, cool, dude. Well, Emmett started it, you know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we um, we want to do a segment on this show called "Good Squatch, Bad Squatch," where I will pick one angle to talk about a certain piece of evidence, and Paul will do the opposite. You know, so we won't be talking about the same thing. Uh, and then so our guest can be the voice of reason. You know, you can be the yeah. you can be the other side of this. Right. We should really talk about the most famous, infamous, however you want to put it, most debated footage of all time. Uh, the Patterson. 1967. Film. Yes, yep. sir. Uh, you know whether we should talk about it's real or not. Uh, Paul, I know you're a believer. Uh, you're uh, Mostly, yeah. you're the the faithful, and I'm really not. I'm I'm very skeptical. You're of this about the the footage, the footage. Uh, not what not? Not in Bigfoot. Not not, big not Bigfoot in general. Yeah. Just this piece yeah. of evidence. So I guess in this one, I'll let I'll go ahead and make my argument for why it's fake. Okay. Cargo pockets. <laughs> Cargo pockets, brother. But so, like, okay, I can list a bunch of things, and I will. Uh, well, we know you will. But I could also be wrong in all this, and the whole thing about this segment is that we're just bringing it, you know, both sides of the argument. Why could this be fake? Why could this be real? We don't really know either way. Uh, so I guess if I had to start off, by far the only other piece of evidence or piece of footage that's ever been examined more was JFK's assassination, right? So you know it's a big deal. 
uh, it kind of come out in the heyday, you know, and yeah. the little drive-in theater time, yeah. you know, I guess. I don't know. I, I was born way Correct after. Correct me wrong. I don't want to say it was back when Super 8 was probably still a thing. I'm not uh, sure. Right, right. Uh, or no, Super 8, I don't think it been been around yet. I don't think that was... That was probably until like the 80s. 35 yeah. millimeters. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not too familiar with cameras and all that stuff. Right, so right. Sure, yeah. um, but, uh, so, um, okay, so I believe it's fake. Okay, I'm not saying Bigfoot's not real. I'm saying the footage is fake. And here's the reasons why. And I'll... And, okay, so your jury here, okay? Okay. I'm going to make my argument. He's going to make his argument. Let go of whatever your previous beliefs are. Yeah. Okay, this is how this is going to work. This is the first episode, so I'm kind of winging it. But, okay, so you've seen the footage. All right, you know many, the... Many, many, many times. You know the evidence. Yeah. Okay, so here's the story to it. You've seen the 4K footage. I have not seen the 4K footage yet, so... <sighs> whatever, t- you dude. You told me that... You've seen the 4K footage? Um... I'm honestly not sure. I may have the and newly enhanced. I may have. Okay, so I if you have. haven't seen the newly enhanced footage, she go hasn't look been it up. Enhanced. Like she hasn't got an augmentation or anything. The footage itself has been. <laughs> it looked like she had an augmentation. So, anyways, yeah, uh, okay, Roger Patterson. No Roger Patterson. He's he's going into the woods to make this documentary. Uh, I can't really remember if he was already sick or not. Okay. Uh, but anyways, he wanted to leave his family something, mm-hmm. right? So Roger Patterson goes and gets money up to shoot this Bigfoot documentary. And he goes to 10 different people mm-hmm. and sells them 50% of the film. Okay. <laughs> 10 different people, 50%. 10 different people, 50% of the film. So essentially, they only actually get 5%. They actually are supposed to get 50 He ended up losing in court to all these people. Oh, my God. I didn't because know, I didn't he, know he, any he, of he straight up signed contracts for all these people. <laughs> all right? That's How funny. can you not do that? And and also, well, yeah, you know, uh, the footage is still great, but you have to take into account who footage. shot the footage. the footage. Right. You know, you have to look at all the other anecdotal yeah. evidence I guess it would be called I'm not a real smart man but I think that's the word for it uh, so all the different X factors yeah yeah and so there's one that's one okay yeah. so what are you thinking about Roger Patterson already you know just that you went and conned 10 people into 50% of the most famous footage except for JFK's head getting blown to pieces he, he's either a con artist or he's just really retarded uh, yeah, uh, so, okay, number two, he goes and writes a check to rent the camera, okay? That check bounces. Yeah. They put out a warrant for his arrest for that bad check. Damn, that escalated quickly. It, it did, you know, uh, and so you had to take into account of that, okay? So where'd your money go? You just sold 10 people. Yeah. Fifty percent of this footage, or fifty percent of your film, the profits from your film. So they yeah. gave you some form of investment, and you still wrote a bad check. <laughs> Why did you do that? Okay, he's he's taught in the shop, uh, basically how to how to start the film, how to put it in focus, how to pull it out of focus. 
believe it was Steve Miller band that said, go home, take the money and run. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so then you get you get around that. Okay, after the footage, he gives Bob Gimlin the shaft. Okay, he takes this footage out on the road. He does the stops in small towns showing the footage, and he's got a guy who's an Indian. Who, I don't know if he was an Indian or not. Native American. Uh, Native American. Uh, <laughs> but he was supposed to be Bob Gimlin and gave Bob Gimlin the shaft. So Bob Gimlin is now one of the most important figures there, but he's not on the road with him. There's some kind of conflict there. Like right. I don't think he just gave him the shaft. I believe something happened. Maybe Bob knew. Right. You know, and I know Bob. I've met Bob. I don't think Bob's a liar. I like to believe that Bob didn't know. But that whole reason that Bob didn't go on the road with him to promote this and make money, you know, easy money. These right. guys are cowboys. Yeah. You know, they're rough guys. You know, yeah. like Bob Gimlin, 80 years old, is still tougher than most people that I know. Like, the right. dude is just unreal and he's small dude you know what i mean he's a little little small guy right okay so then you you look at the you look at the footage okay when you look at the footage patty patty is the only animal on the planet without a butt crack except for i guess kim jong-un (laughs) did, like, wasn't there some movie where he didn't poop? Uh, I have no idea. You seen that? What was it, Robin? The interview. The interview. Yeah, that movie that had a real aggravating guy. Is Seth Rogen's friend. What kind or, of movies you've been watching, man? <laughs> James Franco. That's who. The, the, the real Robin. aggravating guy. Uh, <laughs> so Patty has no butt crack. We see her walk across an open, an open cut, right? She's probably subconscious about it because she doesn't wipe well. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> so she, first of all, walks out in the open. Right. Emmett, you've been you've been squatching since 2007, brother. Yeah. How many Sasquatch walked out in the absolute open during the daytime? Okay. I mean, I've never seen anything like that in person or met anybody that's seen or had something like that happen to them in person. The only thing I could even relate even remotely close to that was, I don't know the exact name of the film, but you probably know which one I'm talking about, was, uh, I think it was in Washington or Oregon or something, some, some people are at the bottom of a hill and they see like halfway up the hill, they see a figure... There's like no trees, no bush, nothing on the hill, but they see something running across it. Right. And right. Um, do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, uh, are you wanting to say a Marble Mountain? The Marble it, Mountain. It may be. I'm not sure the name. Right. But then uh, you see the silhouette. Yeah, you clearly they even zoom in. You can clearly see something running. It's bolting across, maybe 150, 200 yard dash right. opening. And uh, that's the only closest thing that I I, I know. 
Right. Even well, anyways, that. though, that that's my point. Like, a Bigfoot in the daytime, they don't normally do it, because if they did, guess what would have happened to Bigfoot at this point? They'd be dead. They'd be dead. They'd be in a zoo. I we mean, would know we wouldn't be sitting here having I discussions mean, about this. I mean, for those, for the people that do not know, 99.9% of the time, these things are mostly nocturnal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna hide. You know, they they always hide. Uh, they're extremely but, good at it. Okay, so then okay, if you watch the enhanced version, every time Patty puts weight on that right foot, right, there is a uh, crease that goes this. What what would this be called, Robin? Laterally, I guess. Uh, yes. I was thinking like horizontally, uh, horizontal, all right? Okay, across the thigh, right? Muscles don't go like that. The muscles are vertical, okay? So it's it's laterally, and it's weird, you know? It's almost like it was a cargo, like some BDUs or something right. like that. Uh, and that wasn't there until they enhanced it. And if you, if you walk... With the bent knee, mm-hmm. right? Not only do we make the mid tarsal break, okay, right. but you also can have that patty walk. And then you have Bob Aronimus coming forward and 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 saying he was the man in the suit. Philip Morris claiming that he did build the suit, and people are like, Cigarette "Well, they guy? can't they can't replicate <laughs> the footage." What's that? Damn right, guy built the suit. Yeah. Uh, Damn it. Subliminal so, messages. <laughs> Smoke. So they, uh, so people people hang on to this footage and they ignore these facts, and that's what bothers me. Like Bigfoot believers, the the Patterson believers, not Bigfoot believers, the Patterson believers ignore these facts. Uh, I'm not not to cut you off, but honestly, until now, until what the past five six years. Right. You couldn't really say anything about that because you didn't really notice any of that until the new enhan- enhancements. Well, we always knew these other facts, though. These facts about Roger himself, you know. Right. And, I mean, today, that footage is getting licensed for no less than $15,000. Whatever show, if you see it on TV, 15000 bucks. That's what Patricia's charging, and rightfully so. I didn't know any of that. You know, and wow. I'm not I'm not knocking that. Right. Okay? But that's what Roger was planning to do. Roger had a Bigfoot expedition. He just so happened to get the perfect, most clear footage that there is to date of a Sasquatch. Right. And he, 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 he had a plan. He capitalized on it. He nailed it. They're still making money today. Now, could it be real? It could be real, I guess. I could be wrong. I don't think so. For those reasons, I believe the film is fake. Um, And and people are like, well, they can't replicate it today. Yeah, they can. Like, I mean, seriously, they, they really can. That footage, that camera sucks so bad. You know, that old 16 millimeter or whatever they were filming with. It sucks so bad that those those things you're seeing, like you have M.K. Davis talk about, oh, she's carrying a baby, and I've seen this. There's one over there in the trees or stuff. No, that old footage is putting artifacts on it because you're actually not even seeing the real copy. You're seeing a copy of a copy of a copy I, of a copy. I, I have heard that. Only uh, what's, what's her name, the wife, yep. she only has the actual original copy, 
and correct me if I'm wrong, only two, she's only allowed access to maybe two or three actual people to see the actual original copy. Well, and I only, guess. I don't, and I don't only know, for but... one time they let her, they borrowed it just so they could make digital copies off of it. Yeah, and yeah then I they think Bill to... Munns, I think is I'm who it was. Sure. Uh, he sure come in after MK did, MK Davis did all this work on it, and then Bill Munns comes in there with the History Channel pretty much and like takes all his thunder, you know, which I mean, is... I mean, great for Bill Munns, but it was kind of like I mean, you missed out. I, full on disclosure, him. I may have seen it like on Monster Quest or something like yes, that. Yes, exactly. That's where you would have seen it. Okay. So, okay, that's my argument for why it's fake. Okay, people, it, it it's blurry faith. It's like blind faith. I guess it's like Jesus uh, or something. You're just wanting to believe. You know what I mean? Because here are the here's my argument. Okay, so now we're going to hear Paul's argument. For why it is real. My argument's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me why he thinks it's real. Shot. I mean, just give it your no, best I'm shot. I'm just going on by what I see. I mean, no harm to me, foul. it looks looks natural. Looks, the way she turns and kind of looks back, mm. which, I mean, anybody can do. But just, I don't know. just looks like a fluid, natural, whatever, walking, you know. Right, a creek bed. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, no, I know. I mean, I've heard the stories about like, you know, oh, they rented this camera and they're out there at the right time in the right place and got this and all that, and it seems like, yeah, it's plausible that they could have done something, but. I mean, yeah, hey, that could be real. You know what I mean? It could yeah, yeah. it could have actually happened, but you have yeah. to believe in coincidence for that to happen, yeah. and I don't. And, and, you know and, what yeah. I mean? And, and, and quite honestly, y'all could probably go back and forth logically over for hours talking about all the individual little things, but guess what? You're both going to come to the same conclusion. It's indecisive. Oh, and yeah, then, we'll never and, prove it by and this that's, discussion. And the thing is, <laughs> a lot of that's why it's still so popular. Exactly. A lot of Bigfooting is... Coincidence. People see these things coincidentally. But, but at know, the same so. time, whether it's real, whether it's fake, we can always say that's what actually created this massive phenomenon that got us all into this. Oh, yeah, no and, doubt. And every kid, every person that's into this grew up as a kid at one point in time seeing that. Yeah. And they just dream of seeing something like that for themselves. And so when you did... Scared shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, that's gonna do it. We are actually about to hit the trails. Uh, we're gonna film some of that too, and I guess we'll be putting that up on the YouTube. But uh, you know, subscribe. Yeah, it does start to seem like that. Uh, so Emmett, thank you so much for being here with us thank you, and uh, coming out here. Thanks and for bringing me on. You know, this has been fun. So I had a good time. But uh, thank you all for watching. Share, like, subscribe, do all that jazz, and make sure uh, to tell us what we think. What's our email, Paul? Skunkatefiles at gmail.com. Yep, hit us up if you have any suggestions, anything like that. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you.